Did you know that you can stream the best of HBO's shows and more with the all-new Astro? Better than before, no rain interruptions, no repeats. Just stream anytime and on demand via the Astro Ultrabox. It starts from only RM5990 a month, and you can find out more information at astro.com.my. You're listening to the Goggler Podcast, Bahir and Uma with you, and today we're going to be reviewing the brand new video game adaptation, Gran Turismo. It is by South African director Neil Blomkamp, and it stars David Harbour, Orlando Bloom, and Archie Madekwe. It is based on a true story. I knew very little about this, but apparently Nissan decided to take the world's best Gran Turismo players, put them in real cars, and train them up as real racing drivers. And this tells the true story of Jan Mardenborough, who was the first sim driver to make it big time in the real world of racing. Yeah. Is it an ad for a video game? Yes, it is. Absolutely. But is it a really well-produced ad? Also, yes, it is. I think going into this, there is a certain amount of cynicism. Even from the first 60 seconds of the movie, it feels like the opening gambit of some corporate video, which goes, Gran Turismo is the most revolutionary racing simulator that was ever made. And, you know, for a minute, you feel a little cynical. But I think the way Neil Blomkamp has kind of structured the story and put in these emotional stakes and garnered some pretty great performances out of these actors, it's actually a really enjoyable film. I think it might be his best movie since District 9. His first movie, District 9, was really smart, really clever, And then he made Elysium and Chappie and Demonic. And I was just like, no, thank you. All of this is just ugh. And for me, Gran Turismo is a return to form because I think there's a real directorial vision here in that he knows he is making a product placement video, Mm. a two-hour-long product placement video, but he takes it seriously and you can see him fill it with so much art that it makes it watchable like after about 15 minutes i was invested the first 15 minutes i was like oh okay la, this is making me just want to go home and play the video game and then after that and this is in no small part due to david harbour and orlando bloom because of them i became really invested in these characters and just lost myself in the racing it's worth pointing out that the racing stuff as you may have seen marketing materials of it the racing stuff is really very good very well done yeah all of that stuff was done really well you're right post 15 20 minutes of the movie it really gets going i feel like i feel like the movie is kind of stuck between wanting to make it a racing movie and a rags to riches kind of story with regards to jan Madenbra. look I'll be honest, it could be just because I'm not a fan of the way Archie Madekwe played the character. He felt very, very emotional and I didn't enjoy that. I didn't enjoy... You know what it is. I don't like heart. I hate movies with with an overemphasis on heart. We know you have no soul. I have no soul. But like a lot of the beginning stuff with John Mardenborough, whether it's him arguing with his father... 
him falling in love with a former schoolmate. I just felt like all of that was unnecessary. Let's get this but party going. But you need going. that character stuff because... Do you though? Like, I feel the girlfriend stuff was unnecessary. I think you do in this movie because of who he is. I think if you're an athlete, it's a different story. But I think it's because it's this nobody from Wales. Mm-hmm. Who is just playing video games? You need a little bit more background to who he is and the kind of emotional state that he's in, because obviously he doesn't have what it takes. He doesn't have the heart of stone wherewithal. Oh no, yeah, that yeah, athletes yeah. have. I agree with you about the girlfriend story because I thought it was very half-baked. Like she yes. kept coming in at different intervals, maybe 45 minutes apart. And I was like, well, you're just kind of including her for the sake of it. But I enjoyed the family story. Like the fact that the father's focus was entirely on his eldest son because he was following his footsteps of being a footballer. Yeah. And I like that idea of... Yes, you know, this is a real athlete. You're just playing video games in your room. Get out of the house and do something with your life. So I didn't mind that as much. And I thought it was necessary. As I was watching it, I kept wondering why I wasn't reacting the way I should with regards to the family story part. And I can't quite put my finger on it. But it's the kind of thing where I found the backstory stuff of remember goal the movie goal yeah i felt that worked better all the stuff you're saying i agree and i understand and i see it but i didn't feel it in this film either it was rushed either because i was just bouncing off of archie medekwe or i don't know what it was but i didn't feel the the character there and i didn't enjoy that i don't know if it's also an age thing i'm wondering if it's an age thing as to where we are coming into this movie. Because let me tell you, as I was watching this, and I really did enjoy the film, for me, I was more invested in David Harbour. Yes, absolutely. As I was watching it, here is this failed driver who is now the chief engineer. He's training this young kid, and I wanted him to succeed. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just the writing for his character or whether it was his performance, because David Harbour is just a pleasure in everything. Mm. But it could also be an age thing. It could also be the fact that we're coming into this as older individuals, and we see this burnt-out dude who's lost out on his dreams, and we're like, oh, what happens to you? I want to see you make something of yourself. I think you're right. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Like As I was watching that first part, I kept thinking to myself, but Jimon Honsu's right. You can't make a career out of playing video games. You should go and work in the rail yard. (laughs) You are just wasting your time in that computer. As I was watching it, a lot of the Orlando Bloom stuff was marketing speak. And I appreciated that. But it was just like, I could not see myself with the the Jan Mardenberg character. You know what I appreciated about the Orlando Bloom stuff? I appreciated the fact that they didn't beat around the bush with it. Mm. In that... They didn't pretend like it was anything else. It was a complete bullshit exercise on the part of Nissan to sell cars. Because 
yes, there may be 80 million players of Gran Turismo, but let's be fair, no one else is going to be able to do this. Jan Mardenborough was one in a million, one in 80 million, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not like every other fat guy sitting on his sofa playing Gran Turismo is going to end up on a track, is going to end up placing podium at Le Mans. It's that, that, that David Arbour speech, right? Like, you cannot make this. None of you will be able to do this. And the selling of a dream is genius. It was, it was bullshit, but it was a moment of marketing genius on the part of Orlando Bloom's character and Nissan. Those first 60 seconds of the movie, while corporate marketing speak, is true. When the first Gran Turismo came out, it was on the PS1. We were kids. We were obsessed with that game. We had seen nothing like it. Yeah. Everyone in my school who had a PS, even if you didn't, you'd go to your friend's house because that was the only thing you wanted to do. You wanted to play Gran Turismo. And with every installment that came out, it got better, it got more accurate, it got more real. And I think if you loved cars at any point, it was the be-all and end-all video game, right? Mm. And so we can understand that obsession if you've ever played the game. But what I think the movie does really well is that it translates that obsession into the real world. So even mm. if you are a real world appreciator of cars, it's all there. So it's not just for video game fans. I think if you like cars, if you like racing, and God knows there are tons of Le Mans fans and F1 fans in Malaysia, there's enough here for you. Yeah. Like every few years, there was a great racing movie of some sort. And if we're entirely honest, every single one of those racing movies follows exactly the same formula. It's not even a racing movie. This is in the same bracket as a sports film. Oh, for sure. But more so with the racing movie, because sometimes you can have some variations in the basketball and the football movie. Okay. Yeah. But. If you think about Rush or Ford v Ferrari or Le Mans or Days of Thunder or yeah. Sylvester Stallone's Driven, for example, I mean, yeah, even Talladega Nights, any one of those movies, right, there are identical beats. But there is yes. something about those beats that remain compelling. And I think that's why it works so well. And I guess what differentiates the great ones from, say, something like Need for Speed is because of Tom Cruise, because of Hemsworth, because of Matt Damon and Christian Bale, because mm. the characters kind of carry us through. I think the same applies for this one, for Gran Turismo. I think at the end of the day, it's watching these three people on screen that end up making the movie feel good and have you invested in it. Yeah, There is very little tension, I felt. I knew nothing about the story. And at one point I was thinking, oh, if this kid dies on the track because he's inexperienced, this would be a really dark film. But obviously, that's not going to happen because they yeah. need to sell video games. But of course, you know, when I looked up the real Jan Mardenborough, it turns out he is a very successful driver. And so there's very little tension because you kind of know how the movie is going to play out. But I think if you're invested in these characters, then you're still excited for them when they win. Mm. And I think Neil Blomkamp was aware of the lack of tension. And so he includes just enough moments to get you mad and worked up and rooting for the character. The put-on rivalry with the Kappa team was... I, I understand why 
I fucking hate that kid. I'm I'm there with you. I get it, but like I'm not sure if I needed too much of that because like for me, the best part of the film was that third act, 24 hour Laman thing. Sure, there was built rivalry within the film with regards to the Kappa team and the German team, but I didn't need more than that. I just wanted to see these guys go through the grind of driving, right? It's not just three laps of fun overtaking shit. Even in F1, there are moments where in the middle of the race where it's just grinding out slow, incremental, time-based stuff. I needed more of that in the racing stuff. I just wanted more of that. I just wanted more of the nitty-gritty racing things. But again, as a racing movie, this film does a lot and I really enjoyed a lot of it. I think I enjoyed it as a whole. I could nitpick small bits, but sitting down for what was like two hours, it was a lot of fun. The other thing it does really well is the way it actually ties in all the racing elements. It isn't overdone. It's very subtle. There are lots of nice moments which they've lifted from the game, little graphical cues that they've yeah. put in. It works in a very similar way to Tetris where it doesn't yes. overdo the video game stuff. I really enjoyed that. I thought the CGI work when it was there was very well executed and it had a purpose. And the actual racing stuff, because the real Yard Martinborough was a stunt driver in his own movie. That was great. That was funny as hell. I think the actual racing stuff works as well because it feels real and grounded and... You can feel the speed. And I think in movies, when they use a lot of CGI to simulate that sort of racing, you can tell because it lacks a certain weight. Mm. When I was watching this one, with every accident, I would flinch because there was a real weight and impact to it. And you were like, oof. Yeah. And those are the best moments. So all of that works really, really well. And I think on the whole... If you're a fan of racing, if you're a fan of the video game, you're really going to enjoy this movie. I think it works well for the kids as well. I think there's enough here to keep kids entertained. For me, it did the job of making you want to go home and play Gran Turismo again. I have the game, but I haven't played it in a while. And I was like, oh, wait, maybe I'll turn it on. Maybe I'll try it out. As a game adaptation slash marketing effort, this is great. I'm curious to see if Sony will release post-movie sale numbers because I think it will go up. I think people will go out and start buying the Sony and or Logitech steering wheels. I know you're considering it probably at the moment. Those things are fucking expensive, dude. And the problem is, you know what the problem is? You can't just buy the wheel. You then need to buy the pedals. I mean, if you want a real experience. Once you have the pedals, you need to get a seat for it. It just becomes a whole thing. I know this because I have a friend who's obsessed with Gran Turismo and he loves the game. And right. he lives in Japan. And he was asking me to look up how much it costs in Malaysia to see if it was any cheaper. Yeah. And like the full kits, the full kits can go like 20, 25,000 no. ringgit, oh, dude. It's nuts. Hell yeah. No, no, I know. I know, dude. I know. But they're really cool. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't get into that. I can't. Don't stop talking to me. I, do, yeah, I can't get into no, that. Yeah. No, okay. no, 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 no. However, however, I will say this. I am playing the new Gran Turismo, which is GT7. And even without the steering wheel, with the PlayStation VR kit, mm. it's pretty immersive. Oof. Even though I'm using a regular controller, it still feels 
pretty immersive. The VR does, like when you're looking around at the world, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, 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 I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. I, I think it's easy to be cynical going into a movie like this because it's such, it's such a corporate effort in the sense that it feels like a corporate effort on every level. It feels like yes. a corporate effort on Sony trying to sell their PlayStation game and then making a movie out of it. But then, of course, the movie itself is a corporate effort. I mean, movies rarely reference what they're doing. But in this one, there is a moment when Orlando Bloom just goes, it's all a big marketing exercise. As I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, huh, I know they don't think this way, but as an independent filmmaker, I was thinking to myself, I, I guess you don't have to worry about hiding your cameras because you're all, just show it all. It's fine. <laughs> it's, you know, what? A boom's in shot. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And so it's always very refreshing when something like that turns out to be fun and entertaining and well-made. And I think that removes the cynicism from the equation. So I left the movie feeling like I had a great time. There were enough emotional beats there was plenty of good racing. And so it ticked all of the right boxes. And I really loved Neil Blomkamp's first movie. So to see him make something that's this much fun again was really nice too. Gran Turismo opens in Malaysian cinemas later this month, August 24th. Go check it out. Let us know what you think once you do. You can reach out on all of our social media feeds, GogglerMY. You can also email us, podcast at goggler.my, or send us a WhatsApp on the Goggler hotline, 012-524-5208. If you drop us a line on any one of those platforms, we'll send you a link to join our brand new Discord server where you can chat with us in real time. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Goggler Podcast.